Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic phase. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In my 150th episode, Why Marriage Counseling Sucks for Men, Part 2, plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that cue from callinstudio.com slash radical one. If you want to call from there, don't wait. Get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right. Quote of the day. So let's get rocking. Quote, when it is all over, you will not regret having suffered. Rather, you will regret having suffered so little and suffered that little so badly. End quote. St. Sebastian Valfrey. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, we here. I'm here. You here. Let's do this today. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little review because this was part two of uh, marriage counseling and why it sucks and how you can survive it. Um, but of course, as I always do, I want to do a, a a short review of what we covered in the last show, um, and then we'll get into the the current things. Okay, so let's get started with the radical rant of the day, shall we? Question, why do men do so badly in marriage counseling? Well, why? Because the odds are stacked against him. Um, he doesn't have the patience to sit there and to listen to a lot of babbling. Um, many men feel blamed um, when they go that it's all going to be their fault. Um, the counselor and the wife eventually gang up on him unless the man is really right. The counselor will start to gang up on his wife. Um, and then the wife won't want to come back. So it's the same. If you if if the counselor and your wife gang up on you, you're not going to want to come back. If they gang up, if the counselor um, and you gang up on your wife, she's not going to want to come back. I don't really know 
Um, it's not really the council doesn't see it as ganging, but people kind of look at it as an attack when they're wrong and the other party is right. Okay. So um, men will go with the marriage counseling and try to defend themselves. That's a big mistake. And many men go to marriage counseling. They talk too dang much. Okay. You don't want to be getting the marriage counseling talking. Okay. Now, ne next question, what is marriage counseling designed for? So what is marriage counseling designed for? The marriage counseling is designed to focus on the psyche of the couple, not the actions of the couple. So basically the psyche is their mind, the well-being of their mind, their, their uh, emotionally and psychologically. That's the focus of marriage counseling. Okay. Um, and so what happens is uh, men's are, men are sitting there and they're like, okay, can we get on to the problem? Can we start solving the problem instead of talking about it so much? Um, also, marriage counseling is designed to talk about marriage problems, which hardly ever works. If you go to marriage counseling and neither one of you want to be there or only one of you wants to be there, marriage counseling will not work because you're going to talk about your problems and the person that want to be there don't care about the problems. They just want to get things going and get out of there. Okay. And the worst thing about marriage counseling is if the couple, um, if the couple can't get along or they keep fighting or can't come together, the counselor will eventually suggest separation or divorce amicably. So that's what they'll do. They'll say, well, since you guys can't get along, then what we'll do, maybe we should try to, you know, separate for a while and, and, and or divorce amicably and try to get along for the quote unquote children. But the problem with that is the kids don't care about all that. The kids just want their mother and father together. This is why, you always hear me say, and many people say, not just me, that marriage counseling is divorce counseling and that the kids just want their parents together. The kids have a right to be raised by a mother and father in the same home and going to church. If you're not doing that or, or if that's not happening um, in a home, then what will happen is your home will continue to be bad. You can't have a great marriage or a good marriage at all or any kind of marriage when two people are separated. Okay. Next, the next question is, why must you never go to marriage counseling if you are a Catholic or Protestant Christian? Well, first of all, you got to understand that God prohibits divorce and separation. Okay, that's the first thing you got to understand. If you're trying, if if a man is, or a wife is trying to leave her husband uh, and go to another place or kick him out and all that stuff, first of all, you're just stepping outside the protection order of God. So the protection order of God is God, uh, Jesus Christ, husband, wife, children. And so if a wife steps outside that protection by leaving, um, un which is unwarranted, this is why you, you're supposed to get, you're supposed to get permission from the Catholic church, from the bishop to separate from your um, spouse to see if it's warranted, to see if you're going to be attacked by the, by the demon, to see if you're going to lose protection. See, but see, they don't do, you know, that is what the, the canon law says, but people don't, bishops don't do it anymore, you know, because they're weak. They don't want to get involved in it. Priests will send you to a marriage counselor. I never heard of such a thing. It, it makes no sense. You're a pastor and, or you're a priest and I'm coming to you because I have marriage problems. First thing you do is send me to marriage counseling which I'm telling you what marriage counseling is. It's divorce counseling. That's what it's called. Okay. Next, um, most, uh, so God is against 
separation for only two reasons, and that is um, physical abuse or uh, infidelity. So that's those are the reasons that you are allowed to separate from your spouse. That doesn't mean divorce. That just means separation until that person gets it together. All right. Think about guys. If you piss off your wife and she's deeply hurt, it does. Uh, is a lot of times it's not going to matter <laughs> if you if you get together or not because she's going to hold against you for a while. You see how women are, okay? So what you have to do is don't get in this position, man. This is what I'm trying to tell y'all. The whole thing about this whole show and the last show is stop getting this dang position. Start marriage maintenance your marriage so you don't get here. <laughs> okay? That's the whole key. Do not allow your marriage to get in this thing where you got to go to marriage counseling or you got to get a marriage coach or you got to do all this stuff. It's hard. You think it's hard. Just man, just maintain your marriage. Show your wife you care every day. Show her that you love her. Put her make her priority number one. Talk to her. Give her conversations. Get your butt out and get two or three jobs if you got to. And your marriage will be good. It will, oh, and go to church and take the sacraments. And allow God in your marriage, and your marriage will be good. Then you two can start working together to make your marriage great. Okay? Stop doing these stupid stuff that get you into trouble. Because what I just said is a lot easier. It's hard, but it's a lot easier than when you go into marriage crisis and you're trying to get your wife to change her mind and to come back home and to get an emotional connection back. It's a lot, lot harder than just to get on top of your game every day and just understand the stuff that you got to do every day to maintain a good marriage. Okay. Really? Next. Um, so uh, the question is why must you never go to marriage counseling if you are a Catholic or a Protestant Christian? So um, next, most marriage counseling, even if they are Catholic or Christian, dismiss the moral concept of the, of the spirit and well-being of the soul. How can somebody go? That's why if you are a Christian or a Catholic, which is the same thing, um, is is that the Catholic Church was started 2,000 years ago. Don't get me. I see y'all. Don't get me into all that because I've talked about that for years. But anyway, when you go, this is why when you go to count, you go to your pastor or your priest, they're supposed to be adept at this stuff. Because they guide you on what God wants from your marriage. They guide you on what is supposed to happen in your marriage and all this kind of stuff. Today, I don't know why priests and pastors of, of Protestant churches, I don't know why they're not adept at this stuff. I don't know why they're, they're not. Uh, but I've talked to so many men where their priest or their pastor tell them, look, go to this marriage counselor person. I don't know if they don't want to deal with it or they're not trained to deal with it or they just it's just too much trouble and it's easy to say go do with this. I know in a in the Catholic Church, you know, priests have a lot of sacraments to do. They have three and four masses a day. They they have a lot, they have to dispense the sacraments and they have, you know, they have to go and see the sick and the poor, you know, and so um when it comes to doing marriage counseling. You know, maybe their time is limited. I don't know. I'm not trying to give anybody an excuse. I'm just trying to understand. Um, but I do agree that 
you know, if if I'm a if I'm a priest or I'm a pastor, I'm gonna try my best to help them first. Then, if I can't help them, then maybe send them to a. I would have a list of um like marriage programs that can help uh, uh, my 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 um help my flock. I mean, that's just me. I'm just organized like that. I don't know why priests do that. I don't understand why pastors do that. I do know some pastors and some priests do try to help, but it's far and few between. I think the main reason is, man, they just don't know how. I mean, that that's really the main reason. Thinking about over all the years I've been doing this, man, I just think that there it's not a it's not a personal thing. They just don't know how. You know, um, you got a couple coming into you and they're and they're arguing and they're fighting, they won't listen to you, they won't listen to each other, you know, and and you just kind of go, look, I, I tell you what, this program will help you over here. <laughs> You know, and then even counselors and to, to be fair to marriage counselors and therapists, they do try to help. They do everything they know. Um, but it gets to a point where, look, they don't like the arguing and fighting in their office either. They don't like the coming every week. They don't like taking your money and stuff if, if, if they're not helping you. So they just start to decide after six months or a year, I guess. I don't know how long they do it, but they just because they don't. They want to help you and they don't know really know how anymore. So they just kind of move you on to, you know, let you know, like maybe you should separate us or divorce. But see, that's not the way. Um, and that's why it's important that we you start with when you're in marriage crisis, man, you start with your relationship with God. That's what you do. Start there. But see, people lazy. They don't want to go to mass. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to pray. They don't want to pray. Nobody wants to pray more than five seconds. You can't get God and the Holy Spirit on your side by praying five seconds. You just start, you know, meditation, prayer, um, and all. That's where you start, right? You approach Christ as the leader of your home to ask Him to please save your marriage and to prove that you're serious. You pick up your rosary and you start praying. That proves you're serious. Believe it or not, man, just asking, oh, God, save my marriage, man, you're going to get crickets. You're going to get crickets, you know. Um, and so not then, once you involve God in your marriage and then try to save your marriage, then you got to add you got to add a, a program, some kind of system to keep you on track, to give you the to give you the um, the courage and the consistency and the know how of getting of gaining skills and tactics to start to bring your marriage together. Okay. And, and that's kind of the gist of it. Um, if the counselor isn't a, Christ, a Christian, they will eventually steer the couple towards divorce or separation. Next real quick. What is the difference between marriage counseling and marriage coaching? Marriage counseling is designed to focus on the psyche of the person, the psychological and all of that to understand why you're in this position and all of that stuff where marriage coaching focuses on action steps and doing things through tactics and strategies to bring the couple back together. I'm not saying marriage counseling is horrible. I'm just saying it's not the first step. The first step is you as a man getting yourself together first so that you have credibility and then your wife will start to listen to you. If you go to marriage counseling, especially if one of you don't want to be there, it's just going to be a big argument fest. That's why I don't really work with people together. I work with people separate. I work with the man separately. I know that if I in the Holy Spirit can fix the man, then everything's going to fall into place. That's why I don't really, I don't really work with women a lot. 
I really don't. Women get too emotional, and then they, you know, they start getting mad at me because I start having them do do stuff. They don't want to do stuff. They just want to, you know, they don't even want to really pray. They don't want to. To them, to the women, it's all his fault. And if I get him to do what he, if I get, you know, I just need to get him to change. That's what women are focused on. Now, I do work with women. I do, but it's in a very limited thing to get them started and get them going and get them to understand what they can do to help get their husband to start to change himself instead of just bitching and whining about it. Okay. Okay. Um, so after the break, that is, oh, I have a call. Wow. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to go on a break. I'm going to take a call and then we are going to get into um, get into what do you actually do and how do you actually act inside of marriage counseling? You're going to like it, man. You're going to like it because it's going to take a lot of pressure off of you. And that's another thing. Marriage counseling, you start, oh, man, I don't want to go. You start, you know, you're thinking about going. Your wife's going to be there. Some dude or some lady that you don't even know is going to be there. And you got to open up to them and start talking and try to prove you're right. And then you're going to start arguing. He's like, you don't want that stuff. Believe it or not, nobody likes to argue except somebody who's disordered. Like, they just want to hear themselves talking. But most people don't like to argue. Some people like to, a lot of people like to debate, though, like to debate, like, listen, here's my point. There's your point. Boom, boom, boom. But what I'm going to teach you in marriage counseling is this, man. I'm going to take the pressure off you, brother. Take the pressure off of you. So when you go, you're going to be cool. You're going to be chill. You're going to have your rosary. You're going to be chill out. You're going to relax. <laughs> okay. So I'll be right back. I'll take this caller and we're going to rock this today. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook. All right, all right. We are back with our first caller of today because, again, this is a calling show, and I love taking my callers because I want to help them and just be patient, guys. If you're listening, be patient. Be patient with the caller. They have problems. They, they got things they want to talk about, and that's what this show, if it wasn't for the callers, I wouldn't be doing this show, Okay. I know I do a lot of other talking and try to bring content in, but that's, you know, that's until I get callers. Callers always take priority. 
so because I know when callers come, they have specific problems that can really help you listening a lot more than me running my mouth. <laughs> so here we go. Hopefully our technology is working today and we will bring them on. Hello. Jerry. Hey, Scotty. How are you? Hey, just fine. Hey, I wanted to follow up on what you said from yesterday until today, what you were talking about mm -hmm. on marriage counseling. Yes. Speaking from experience, the worst thing that happens to a man in counseling is he gets a male counselor that gangs up on his wife and makes the wife cry by talking about a problem. And she breaks down and cries. And it was as simple as a, a mortgage payment. There's three of them coming into the marriage and there's one of me. And the counselor said, I agree with Scott. You should only have um, him paying one third, uh, one quarter of the mortgage. You're bringing two other people into this relationship. You should be liable for three quarters of it. And she goes, well, I don't think that's fair. And, and the counselor looked at him and says, do you think it's fair Scott pays all the big bills and you just pay for the food and the electric and the rest of the money is yours? The, and the problem with it is halfway through counseling, he did exactly what you said. He started taking sides and he says, you two need to get a divorce. And I'm thinking he's a Catholic counselor within the archdiocese. And I'm saying, oh, my God. I said, we're done. We're done going to counseling. <laughs> yeah. Because really. he's not promoting. And guess what? He I found out several years later. He was cheating on his wife the whole time with some of the people he was counseling. Oh, my goodness. So, so the reason why I bring this up is there was an episode on Everybody Loves Raymond where Raymond and his wife go into counseling. And he's fighting it tooth and nail not to go in. When he finally shows up, he lets his wife talk for the majority of the counsel, and then he said, okay, I want to hear from Rain. He just looks at her and he says, she's right. And that's all he said. Next thing you know, the counselor just looks at him and says, you know what? I like how Ray just accepted responsibility for his portion of the relationship. And he's like, Deborah, you need to go home and talk to Ray in a much more pleasant manner because look at how pleasant he is in here. And she beat him up on the way home because that's not how he normally is. But the right. truth of the matter is what you're teaching is 100% right. And it's so much so when I was negotiating with the judge last week in regards to just giving us 12 counseling sessions. And if it doesn't work out, you know, then I'll sign the divorce papers. The, the point I was trying to make is I don't think the judges in any state are used to people challenging them right. to save a marriage. Right. They're not. They're not, man. Because it's so cookie cutter. But the, the question I have for you through the prayer portion of this, is there a sp specific biblical scripture that can help even enlighten a judge who was raised Catholic, went to a Catholic college, but kind of gone to one of those non-denominational megachurches now to enlighten them that it's not about looking at a, another woman, talking to another woman. Those aren't infidelities. Would you go ahead and mention the next time you're in front of her, the only thing we can do is separate for infidelity or for abuse. And I've already made the judge aware that there's been abuse towards um, my wife. But when you were talking earlier, and this is what prompted me to call in, the priests really aren't qualified to teach counseling because they're so overwhelmed with their responsibilities. As soon as I set the appointment with the priest to come in and talk to him about our relationship issues, when I said there was some physical um, 
physical altercations between us, he immediately looked at my wife and said, do I need to call the cops? He didn't even know it was her that started it all way before we got married. So he made an automatic assumption and she just shook her head. No, because at that point in her relationship, I can't say that she carried a tremendous amount of guilt and shame for everything she was lying about. But that's the thing. The other thing about priests is they, because we're losing the ability to keep priests in the priesthood because of all the scandals. I, um, one of the things that came up in conversation was when I give donations to the church, I tell people all the time, I said, I don't care if my 10% goes to the lawyers that are crooked, that are fighting to keep the priests that have been deviant from going to jail. I said, because those are the people that need the help the most. If they're deviating, they need help. Right. Period. Uh, so, but I think that's part of the problem. So I was, that's why I was asking, do you have any biblical scripture you could give me to maybe use on the judge to soften her a little bit to say that? Because the only thing I was going to say to her is, how do you deal with all these morons that come into your courtroom fighting over inconsequential stuff? All I'm fighting for is to save my marriage. When's the last time you saved a marriage? Right. And so... There's plenty of things you can do a, a Google search about like uh, scriptures on that. Um, but where I usually go for me is I go to the uh, the catechism because the catechism has a, and, and there's a section on there about marriage and it has a lot of scriptures. It's because it's more than one, you know, um, or like the guy asked yesterday about like where to say about separation for um separation what are you allowed to separate for in marriage not divorce but separate because of infidelity or physical abuse and so one of the sites that deals with that really heavily annulments and divorce and all of that and they're really good at it is uh mary's advocates um and they te- they help you file they help you fight annulments they help you give you a lot of information on divorce and stuff like that and, it's, and it's a lot of scriptures all over that so, um, but also I want to say real quick that I'm gonna let you go, man, this thing about people having separate money, we, that, I, that just gets into my crawl. Um, and the reason why is because that's like, when you come to a marriage, this is, that's my child. Like you, you bring a child into the marriage, both of you have separate children. You come into the marriage and well, that's your son. That's my son. That's my car. That's your car. This is my house because we was here when I left, when I, we got here. This is my bank account. This is my check. That's your check. How in the hell can you have a great marriage like that? It's already, you all, we already separated. We're already separated. It, it, so, Jerry, it comes down to this. Wait a minute. It's, let me finish. We, us, and ours. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, I'm not just talking about you. I'm, I'm saying in general. The way you handle that is you have a discussion about that before you're married, but even so, if not, once you're in the marriage, man, it's one account. One account has everybody's check goes into the account. One account. Then you as a husband have a separate account. She as a wife has a separate account. You pay all the bills because you, uh, your wife might only make $1,000 a month. You might make $20,000 a month. And so it doesn't matter. We're married now. We're a couple. We love each other. We're, 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 we're one flesh. So you take all that money, you put it into the uh, into the one account. After all the bills are paid for the month, you whatever's left, let's say it's two thousand dollars. You get a thousand dollars, do whatever you want to. She gets a thousand dollars, do whatever she wants to. 
That way, everybody is, you know, everybody's is fair. It's not really being fair. What it is, is we're married and everybody has their money to do what they want. Um, and that really, man, that works, man. And that's not coming from me. That's coming from the, the, the guru of finance, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> so go oh, ahead. I know. Go ahead. And I, I, I talked to him about that. But um, one of the things my brother, who's a Catholic theologian down in Dallas, had taught me with um, what I told you about my first marriage. He said, Scott, you need to get away from the me, you's, and I's, and my, and start using we, us, and our. Because when you have to write we, us, and our in your conversation of an email or a letter, or you have to speak that way, you cannot blame people at that point. And that's the big thing that uh, um, he taught me about his communication, because he minded in communication. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to give that tidbit in there, but uh, right, I think buddy. I'm going to go ahead and use, like you said, the catechism, and then I'll I'll use something from maybe some humor to lighten her her stress from having to deal with me all the time and being up in her face about not but, following the law. But look, man, so, really, I'm going to look, Scott, really, go to marysadvocates.com to .org. Man, I'm telling you, because they are – the question that you're asking, they specifically deal in that. It's Mary's the advocate. Yeah, that what's Mary's called? Mary's M A R Y S advocates dot org. Okay. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. Thanks, bud. Bye. Bye. All right, all right. That is our first caller for the day. That was good. That was good. See y'all. Y'all, you, you get some get a little info, little info on that. So what we're gonna do now is get into our content for the day, like we talked about. And so let's get down here and get to rocking. So how to act in the marriage counseling session. So be patient because, as usual, it's just not go do this, do that. It's reasoning. There's reasoning behind why I advocate in marriage counseling this kind of way. And if you learn to communicate like this all the time, you'll see you'll get a lot more results too with your wife. Okay, so how to act in, in the uh, how to act in the marriage counseling session? Your job above all else is to listen and focus on your wife. See, didn't know that one, did you? Your main job above all else is to listen and focus on your wife. If you are trying to save your marriage, this is the first and foremost what you must do inside the marriage counseling session. The counselor is irrelevant. The marriage counselor is irrelevant. It's about your wife. Okay? This is why you hear me say, don't open your mouth. Don't let the counselor gang up on her. Don't you and the counselor gang up on her. Don't let them to gang up on you. If they gang up on you, so what? You just listen, okay? So allow her to talk, cry, yell, scream as much as possible while you listen intently. The key to this is your wife has a lot of built-up anger. So do you. We ain't talking about you. We don't care about you because you're the man. It's your job to take on the stress. It's your job to take on the, the heavy load because you are the man. Also, you want to save the marriage and your wife right now don't care. So what you've got to do is do things that will draw your wife to you at all times so that she feels that you are listening to her. 
if you get the dang on marriage counseling session, your wife is sitting there talking and crying and talking about all the stuff you did, and you start opening your mouth trying to defend yourself and trying to be like, well, I didn't do that, and I don't care. I don't all of a sudden, you got two grown-ass people sitting there arguing, and the counselor's like, hey, calm down, calm down. This is why you don't do that. You, cause this is one of the reasons why you are in marriage counseling in the first place, because as a husband, the husband was not listening to his wife before and she without interrupting her. So the husband outside of counseling over a lot of years was not listening to his wife. Oh, I got another call. Um, husband was listening, was listening to his wife, was not listening to his wife. And when she talked, he would interrupt her. And so basically, this is how you get into an argument. Your wife feels that you don't listen to her anyway. So while you're in marriage counseling, man, you've got to just don't come, don't, don't interrupt. Just sit there and listen and chill. Take your rosary beads and pray a rosary, man. Pray our father. I don't care what you do. You sit there, you pray some Hail Marys or whatever to be calm. Matter of fact, take a notebook and take a pen. And if you got something you want to say, you write on a piece of paper on the, on the notepad so that you don't interrupt your wife and you let her talk. Okay. Next. Uh, next. Uh, when she is, when your wife is done, you apologize for anything that you agree you were responsible for. And you ignore all that you believe is not true or you don't agree with. This is, this is important. So, when your wife is talking and when she gets done and not before you, you know, if the, the counselor's going to probably look at you and say, well, what do you think about that? Well, first of all, don't fall for that trap. That's a trap to get you to start emoting. Look, getting marriage help is not about sitting about there emoting for two hours. You are a man. Your thing is logical. It don't. Don't be talking about how you feel and all that crap because you're going to get off track. Remain logical. That's the problem with men today. We get caught in this trap about, well, how do you feel, Johnny? How do you feel, Larry? And then you start going, well, they want to know how I feel, so I'm going to tell them. Nobody cares about how you feel as a man. First of all, you ain't got time for that, and it's a trap. You just go, you don't fall for that. You don't learn to suck it up and be a man as Christ was. That's what you do. And the way you do that is if your wife says something that is actually true that you did, you say, you know what? I'm so sorry. I should have done better with that. That's it. Don't go on talking about why you did it. Don't go talking about what you did it for. Don't go talking about all this stuff about how you feel about what you did. You just go, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I really am. I should have done that better. Bam. There you go. Nice, direct, loving, caring, and you take responsibility. That's it. Okay? And if your wife is saying all this stuff about you going, man, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't do that stuff. You don't say, well, I didn't have that affair or I didn't 
not take out the trash or I did not help around the house or, you know, I didn't, uh, I was mean to our kids. I was not, you know, you, I was, that's not me. I wasn't doing all that stuff. You don't, you don't say it. You don't let it come out of your mouth. You keep it in your mouth. You don't open up. If you do that, then your wife's going to do what? And the counselor, they're going to start arguing with you. Your wife's going to say, oh, yes, he did. And you're going to go, no, I didn't. She's going to go, yes, you did. You're going to go, no, I didn't. So you're sitting in marriage counseling arguing. If you want to save your marriage, you do not go in marriage counseling trying to argue. Defend yourself, man. You don't do that, okay? Please hear what I'm saying. It works if you hear me, okay? Next. So, again, you only focus on if you, you're with your wife that you agree with. That's not being a hypocrite. That's you honestly going, you know what? I did do that. I'm sorry. I should have done that better. If she did, if you didn't do the stuff, you think you didn't do it, or she's having a memory lapse or something ain't right, whatever, you don't even comment on all that. You don't care. Because if you open up your mouth and start debating her on it, it's going to cause a conflict, which right now, if you're in marriage counseling, your marriage can't take one conflict. It can't take one argument. Okay? So, next. So, what we got here? Um, so, next. Uh, oh, uh, Juan says, logic doesn't make sense to women. Exactly. That's why you can't say it out loud. You keep it to yourself. <laughs> And you that's why I got you not saying nothing, right? Okay, so um next, let me see where we go. Um, if you are asked a question by your by your therapist or by your wife, you answer in one or two sentences and the mo at the most and throw the conversation back into your wife's hands. Okay. Listen, like I just told you, if you did it, you know, baby, I'm sorry, I did do that. I shouldn't have. You know, I should have done better, you know, and if you if the therapist, the, the therapist asks you how you think, what you think or how you feel, you just say, listen, I know a lot of things I've done wrong. I just want to know what my wife thinks. I want to I want her to I want to understand her. I want to focus on her because uh, this is not about me. I, I want to I love her. I want to save my marriage. Boom. See what I just did. I threw it back to my wife. I threw it back on her. Let her talk because when women, when they talk, they feel better. Why? So then when you go out, when you get, when you walk out of the marriage counselor today, your wife's going to feel so good. Oh my God. I just feel so much better. And what she's saying is this, you actually listened to her. You didn't interrupt her. You actually wanted to hear what she had to say. You actually, actually cared about what she thought. You see, that's how it works, man. That's how it works, gentlemen. When I say nobody cares about your feelings as a man, well, it is kind of true. Nobody really does. But I don't want you to care. Cry, listen, you got to look up on that crucifix, man, and look at Christ, and you got to suck it up and sacrifice and suffer in that marriage counseling session. You really do. Because if you don't, you're not going to accomplish anything. And this is every single session you go to. It's all about your wife. Because remember, you know that a lot of things you did wrong, especially if you're one of my clients, one of the guys I work with. You know all the things you did wrong. You know that. So it's, a lot of this is your responsibility, is your fault too. This is well, like a lot of this is your wife's fault. But what we got to do is get your wife to come closer to you 
and want to be near you, enjoy having conversations with you. And if you're not listening to her, if you're ignoring her and you're interrupting her, she's not going to enjoy talking to you. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Um, and remember, we go to marriage counseling as a last resort. Like if your wife files for divorce or she says, I want a divorce or she, she, uh, you are divorced or whatever, you try to negotiate, like Scott was saying, you try to negotiate with her lawyer and your lawyer that you want to go to marriage counseling. Or before you even get the lawyers, you say, listen, we'll go to marriage counseling and then this, then you implement this stuff because your wife thinks, yeah, you go, you, what are we going to go to marriage counseling for? Because you ain't changed before, so you're not going to change now. But as a last resort, you've got to get her to, to marriage counseling. Why? To buy you time. Okay? Uh, so do not talk or defend yourself or do any marriage killers in counseling. So what are marriage killers? Arguing, debating, complaining, verbally attacking your wife, um, um, criticizing her, uh, 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 not listening. Um, those are all marriage killers. There's a whole lot of them, but that's just a few of them. You've got to not be doing that. You cannot cause conflict in marriage counseling. As a matter of fact, when you outside of marriage counseling, you can't, you got to do the same stuff. This is from now on. This is how you talk to your wife. This is how you talk to your wife, man. All right. Because if you don't, if you can't get your wife to enjoy talking to you, how are you going to solve any marriage problems that you have? How are you going to make love again? How are you going to kiss and hug each other and hold hands? You're not. I'm going to tell you because your wife don't feel close to you. As long as your wife doesn't feel close to you, I talked to a guy, as long as your wife doesn't feel close to you, she's not going to want to make love to you. That's how it works, man, if you already know that. Talked to a guy yesterday, you know, same, you know, him and his wife ain't made love in five years. Five years. Five years. I'm going to say it one more time. Five years. Still in the house. Kids still there. They don't hold hands. They don't kiss. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't have, they don't engage in the marital embrace. They don't do nothing. Five years. Guess what? He didn't come into my program because he's stuck. He's stuck. I, he said, well, I said, well, man, what you, what, what you going to do? I said, what you going to do, man? Well, I'm going to work on him. and fix it myself. You're going to fix it yourself. Dude, you ain't made love to your wife in five years. So how's that been working for you? This is one of the reasons you have to understand humility will defeat Satan. That dude was so he's in so much hell. He can't even see his way out of it, man. He can't see his way out of it, man. That's why when I talk to guys to, first of all, even to get a dude to show up to talk to me is hard because they once they make an appointment to talk to me. There is so many once they go, oh, yeah, I think this guy can help me. Do you know how much attacks that they get from Satan and all the other uh, points of society before they get to me in that one, two or three days? So by the time they get to the appointment, I, 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 I'm just going to accept things the way they are and I'm just going to let it go. You know, you just lost. You just lost your wife. You just lost your family. You lost your children because you wasn't strong enough. And listen, it's hard. It's hard out here being a pimp. I know that. <laughs> I know that. But man, 
you've got to be strong. You've got to get help, man. The right help too. The right help too. Um, and then once they get in front of me, man, they're so nervous and they're so they feel so anxious that they don't know what to do. And I'm I spend most of the time just trying to calm them down, you know. Um, and so, but guys, they 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 let Satan talk to them too much. That's what Satan wants to do, man, to get you to to be weak and to let your marriage just go away. Cause then he got you. So then he can go, you the you you the next sucker. He got you. So now he ain't saving his marriage. Good. That's great. Cause see, man, you gotta understand the demons know the Bible 10 times, a thousand times better than we do. They know God 10,000 times better than we do. They know the rules. That's why they try to convince you to this to, to, to leave the rules alone. That's why I get guys all the time. Well, how do you know that? How do you know this, man? Because I know the rules, man. Well, show me the scripture. Show me this and that. No, I know the rules. You don't know the rules. The demons know the rules, man. And that's how they can get you to do what they want you to do. And you'll do it too. You know why? Because doing, doing it Satan's way feels better. Doing it Satan's way, doing it Satan's way, it feels better. It feels better not to have to go and fix my marriage. It feels better not to have to go work for nothing for my marriage. It feels better not to go talk to Jerry because he's just gonna try to convince me to save my marriage. And I don't really want to, I want to say about a work, want to work hard for it. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Guys come to me and want me to help them fix their marriage. Yeah, I'll work on the marriage as long as I can keep doing what I'm doing. You see how controversial that is? It doesn't make sense, does it? No, it doesn't. And so the demons know the Bible. They know the scripture. They know God. They know all the stuff way more than you do. That's how they can get you to not man up and do what you're supposed to do. That's, it's the truth. It's the truth, man. Really, it's the truth. If you just sit down and listen to it, demons are what? Fallen angels, man. They're fallen angels. They know what's up. That's why they're in hell right now because when they made the decision, God said, well, you got to serve me and man and this is what you got to do. And they was like, no. Immediately, they were banished to hell. Immediately. Why? Because angels were created with all this preternatural gifts. I can never say that right. But they know immediately What's 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 they know all the rules, they know all they have high intelligence, they know all the stuff. That's why God held them responsible for the decision right now. And that's why God allows you to go to confession. Because when you make a decision, it's a, it's a lot different. You don't have all the information. So God doesn't hold you responsible at the at this at the immediate time. That's why if you have an affair on your wife or you lie or whatever mortal sin or sin that you do, God doesn't banish you to hell right now because you're in a learning stage and he knows the Holy Spirit is working on you. He's going to give you time. But angels ain't like that. This is why you guys got to know, man, when you're having crisis in your life, it's because God is allowing the demons to mess with you and to get you to understand what you're doing. If you found me on the Internet. If you want to save your marriage, that's the Holy Spirit. That's nothing but the Holy Spirit, dude. I'm not, I'm out there, but I'm not like uh, Joe Rogan. 
I got millions and millions of subscribers and stuff. It's easy to find him. If you have marriage crisis and you find me, that's the Holy Spirit leading you to me. Why? Because I'm one of the only Catholics that have what I have. I am. I'm probably the only one. And so when guys come to me, they see my strength in the faith. Even Protestants, they see my they see my fire for God. So if I have fire for God, I'm going to have fire for them. And so when you join my program, it's it's immediately, all you got to do is talk to me one time or go to one group session and you will see that you are in the right place. Okay? So next, no marriage killers, no arguing, debating, or anything. Oh, I got a call. Man, I guess we're going to. Y'all, I guess we're going to have to go to a, a, I'm so sorry, y'all. I ain't sorry. I love getting callers. This is what the show's about. So I guess we're going to have to be doing a part three to, to, to marriage counseling because here we go. I'm going to bring a caller on right now. Oh, I've got to go to. No. Don't look like it's my technology's working. Oh shoot. Okay. I don't know why it's not working. Anyway, caller, hold on. I'm gonna um reset. Let me see. Let me see. Go to reset. <laughs> I hope my internet's not going out. There we go. Okay. All right, Carl. I'm going to try to bring you on now. There we go. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, buddy. Man, I was having some technical difficulties for a second. I was like, oh, man, that never happened. I clicked on the, <laughs> the caller on, and it doesn't happen. So how you doing, man? No, you know what it is? That's, that's the enemy trying to stop you <laughs> because you own a hot topic. This, you got to do a part three on this because the enemy do not want to hear the truth. When it's talking about counseling, period, it don't even want us as a group to come together to talk amongst ourselves to heal the problem. You know what I'm saying? It, you got to be able to talk and get this stuff off your chest as men and women. Because if you hold it in, all that resentment comes up. Because this is what I sat back and realized, even before counseling. Our woman is sitting up months, days, and weeks building up a case on us. Years. And not talking because... Years. Because we don't know how to talk to them. And that's because most of us men... Is out here by herself. We don't have no no uh, older person or a buddy that's that's equally yoked with us to talk to about our marital problems. So us as a group, you know, you as the head of the group, and then all the men in the group, us sitting back looking at the whole scenario, and everything, we can build up our uh, fortress or shield to combat the stuff in our marriage. That's what counseling does, or coaching. I'd rather do the coaching and counseling. I went to counseling myself. And like you say, they pick and going out this book to try to pry and try to make the problem. Or what are you going to do to heal this? This is going, but this is childhood trauma. This ain't no childhood trauma. This is marriage trauma. <laughs> you know, I want to talk about the marriage. I don't want to talk about what my daddy did or didn't do. He ain't got nothing to do with this. Right. You know? So my thing is, this is much needed. Counseling is much needed, but you got to know when it's for you. 
you just can't go in and hear it first because they would talk at you and have you feeling some kind of way coming out of the both of y'all. And then y'all, at more, uh, my wife is scared to go to counseling because she sees it's going to expose her. She uh, sees I'm getting help now. She sees I'm getting help. Like she walk in a couple of times in the middle of our session. Oh, you talking about me? No, I'm talking positive. She thinks anything that I'm saying with her name in it is bad. I haven't been talking bad about her. No, you I, I hate the situation. You know, I know what I did. I wasn't paying her but no attention because I, I wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't even be on this call. I see my fault now because I'm in coaching. Counseling, they go, oh, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. She didn't do it. No, 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 no. We're not going to do the blame game. And that's what they do because I've been there. All right. They would blame you for stuff, and you like, well, wait a minute, she did this too. Now, that's when the fight starts, because they looking for faults in both of y'all to show each other that both of y'all is in fault, or one of y'all is in fault. Now you ain't an in, in, um, enemy. Now to make the situation worse. But my wife, when I agreed to go to counseling, she said, uh-oh, he said, that's too bad. She pulled back. Because talking with her family, because her family knows her just as good or better than I do, they was like, no, your wife is going to see her fault, too. She wants everything just to be one-sided and somebody take her side. But when you agree, that threw her off. Right. And it's messing her up that you're getting help for yourself beyond the marriage. You're helping yourself to go forward in the marriage. She's right. getting it. Right. Good. You're right, man. And so that's why, like I said, marriage counseling isn't. It's it's called divorce counseling because people go at the wrong time. And when they get there, like he said, people, the counselor's going back to, well, this happened in your childhood. This happened and that happened. And the man is really sitting there going, you know, can't we just like, I understand all that, but can we just start moving toward like, what can we do to fix this now? But see, that's not what counseling's for. Marriage counseling, they're, it's like a therapy session. They're trying to get you to understand where you came from, to understand why you're here. Mm -hmm. Coaching's not like that, as you see. It's like, I we'll talk about that for about five seconds, but really, we're trying to fix it. Look, how do we fix this now? Okay, I understand what happened, and I can tell you a lot of things of why you're here and stuff, but the main thing is, though, how do, what action steps can I do now to get my wife to know I love her? To get her to know that I that I care, that I want to be near her again, that I want a good marriage, I want our family to stay together, and that's what most and men I, want. And I want to tell this to all men too that's listening, and this is a piggyback off what you said. And there's a reason why you going you want to do this. Utilize if you go through to the divorce and y'all make it in front of the judge or the mediator, utilize that sixty day cool down period for counseling. Ask for it. It works. It helps. I know people. That it made people change their mind. Even though she mad and she's going to be in there nutting up and saying what she's saying, it gives you time, if you're in a program like this, to get yourself together to get her to change her mind. And so that might be in your state. Like, there's a, I've heard of that 60-day cool-down period. What state are you in? Michigan. Yeah, that's really a good thing. We got, we got really a 60-day cool-down period here. Like, like I said, now, this, this is not, let me say this too. I got to tell everybody this. What made me pick you, I looked at your bio and you was, you know, upfront about what you went through with your first marriage. And then I was able to put myself and relate. I said, well, here go a guy that went through the same thing I went through. My first marriage failed and it was because of X, Y, Z. And then when I'm sitting back now, 
I'm going back. It's like deja vu. I'm going back through the same scenario. It's the exact same thing. The exact same thing happened. And I said, well, dang, it must be me. Amen. It must be me. I had to sit back to realize, because you said the same thing. I'm looking at your bio. And then, I, you know, it, it took me a couple of days to reach out to call you. And I was like, wait a minute. This is the common denominator. It's me. The two marriages. And this one about to fail because of the same stuff. I got to sit my butt down. I'm working too much. I'm not paying any attention. Both wives were saying, oh, you're not doing this. You're not paying me attention. Blah, blah, blah. You always on the phone. You working too hard. You doing the union stuff. I said, uh-oh. It must be true then. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing, man. This is why I tell guys, listen, okay, if you had one failed marriage, I don't work with people that's had that's been married more than twice. The reason why is because the first marriage, look, most people are really young, and so they really don't understand. And so a lot of times they divorce too quick. Uh, because mm-hmm. the state makes it easy. The state makes it easy. So guys go, that's well, easy way out. But the second marriage, if that's failing too, and then you get uh, then you get married again as a third marriage, and then a fourth marriage. I've I've talked to people that have been married six, seven times. And, and oh, it's time to call it quits after well, three. Not really, <laughs> not really call it quits. It's make a stand. Be a man. Make a stand. Okay, this is my wife. I said I was gonna spend the rest of my life with her. Get off my butt. I gotta get off my butt and figure out how do I make this woman know that I love her and that I care about her. That's what is and how to establish an emotional connection. That's what this is about. Your wife feels you don't care. She feels you don't love her. That's the problem. The problem is not 25, 30 years ago. The problem is now, like, why don't she think I don't love her? And you, and guys that work with me, it's obvious they love their wife because I put them through a lot of stuff. <laughs> but, man, but if they, but you know what? If they do it, they will figure, they will figure out that their wife will start to see, hey, he's serious. He's serious. But you, you know what? This prayer regiment that I've been on, that you put us on, and this is, I'm just letting everybody know on the quarter two, it, it works because. Once I seen and got myself calm, all that anxiety then went down. This is like you can't the weight of the world when you're going through a separation. That separation, that's that's your best friend. Your wife is your best friend, and you you hurt her. She hurt. You don't know how to fix it. You trying to jump up and fix it like you fix the sink. You can't do that. This is emotions you playing with, and like you said, we trying to be logical. The logic don't make no sense. We got to thaw out these feelings. We got to figure out what makes them tick. So guess what? Now we got to open the book of women. We got to figure out our women. <laughs> so the only way we can figure out our women is pray. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to let you go, man. It's almost the hours up. We've had a good show today and probably people are mad at me because I didn't finish. But what we're going to do is we're going to do. A you got to do a part three. You got to <laughs> do a part three on this because I, like I said, I got my coworkers. They, we had it on the loudspeaker and they was like, oh, man, this is what's up. Man, somebody needed to been talking about this. I went through that. Counselor messed my marriage up. I said, man, I'm going through some stuff. I ain't trying to go nowhere near that. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks a lot. Wow. I really appreciate you, man. Have a good weekend. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, y'all, we are back, um, and uh, I guess I should apologize, but 
I don't know. I just the callers, we got to help them. And the content is important, too. But I promise you that, look, one thing you can say, my wife says the same thing about me all the time. She says, baby, one thing I can say about you, you're never boring. <laughs> so I hope that's what you guys can say about me, too. Jerry, you making this going a little long, but you know what? You're not boring, so I'm here with you. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, end for the day, and we will go ahead and start again uh, uh uh, next next week, um, because the next show will be up next Tuesday. Um, but that being said, um, what I am going to do is I'm going to finish the part that I did start, so that when we start again, uh, we'll go to the next section in in my in my script because it's 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 really good too. So so we'll go a little bit over today, but I want because I want you guys to really get a, a good thought as we leave for today. I don't want to leave you in the opening. Okay. So let's finish this real quick. So how to act in marriage counseling session. The first thing I said is your job, uh, your main job above all else is to listen and focus on your wife. Okay. Allow her to talk, cry, yell, scream as much as possible while you listen intently. Why? Because your wife the reason you're in marriage counseling is because your wife believes you don't love her or care. And one of the ways you show can show her that you have changed, that you do love her, is that you listen to her without what? Interrupting. When she is done, you apologize for anything that you agree you were responsible for, and you ignore all the stuff that you believe is not true or that you don't agree with. This does one thing. It stops conflict in the marriage counseling. It stops you guys from in the marriage counseling fighting with the darn counselor and fight with yourselves. Okay. All right. Um, if you are asked a question by your therapist or your wife, you answer in one or two sentences at the most and then throw the conversation back into your wife's hands. Remember, this is all about your wife. Again, I cannot express this enough. You've got to let her get it out. So when she leaves the marriage counselor, she feels that she that you guys accomplished something. You can't go to 12 sessions. Let's say you negotiate in a divorce like, like Juan was saying, and you asked for a 60-day cool down, and in that time, you're doing three or four counseling sessions, and every time you walk out of the counseling session, your wife feels that you didn't accomplish nothing. Why? Because you're defending yourself. Every time she says something, you jump in. The counselor's asking you what you feel, so you go into five minutes how you feel. Your wife is talking about how she feels and all that stuff, and then when she walks out, neither one of you think that you accomplished nothing. Okay? Look, I promise you, right now, I tell all men the same thing. Right now, it seems like Jerry don't care about me. That's not true. I do care about you. But I'm trying to get your wife to care to know that you care about her first. And then me and your wife and the Holy Spirit will take care of you as the husband later. It's just when I talk, when I start talking about when I was talking about uh, making love. You can't go into a making love session with your wife and ejaculate in two seconds and then think you served her. What do you got to do? You got to put your wants, your desires, and your needs on hold until your wife is satisfied in the bedroom and then you do what you've got to do. Does that make sense? And so this is what I'm talking about. A marriage counsel is the same way. Your marriage right now is the same way. You have got to put your wants, your desires, and your needs on hold right now. Why? One, you're the man. It's your job to. 
You never think about yourself first. And when you do, your marriage will go to crap. Your family will go to crap. You got God first, your wife in marriage, your children, and then yourself. That will keep your marriage in order. All right. And so you want your wife to go out when you leave the counseling session. You want her to go out thinking, man, that was that was fruitful. We, we got, you know, of course, you're going, well, I didn't get my stuff out, but you keep that to yourself. And that's OK to think like that because you're human. I know that. But you want her to think, oh, yeah, that was good. I can't wait to come back next week or whatever. Right. And then when you guys go home, that counseling session will start to make fruit because you'll start. She'll she'll feel like she got her her her. She feel like she got her. Uh, she'll feel like she got her point out, like her hurt out, her pain out. OK, next, do not talk or defend yourself or do any marriage killers in counseling. Again, arguing, debating, complaining, verbally attacking your wife or anything. This will turn the counselor and your wife against you. They will start to blame you for everything and move towards getting you to separate either temporarily or permanently. Bite your tongue and do the stress techniques. So stress techniques are this. You're in marriage counseling or you're talking to your wife. She's, you're getting pissed off. You are. You get mad because you're like, man, I didn't do that stuff. Or not just that. You want to jump in, defend yourself on why you did what she said you did, even if you did it, right? You can't do that. You can't do that, gentlemen. Bite your tongue. Stress technique. Stress technique number one is you pray a Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. You just keep praying that, that prayer until you're not upset anymore, until your wife's done, okay? Stress technique number two is called the emotional freedom technique. You tap a pressure point on your body. You tap the top of your head. You tap your wrist. You tap uh, your, uh, your elbow or whatever, any pressure point on your body. You tap that until you calm down. That's called the emotional freedom technique, okay? And then the third thing is you do deep breaths. You take a deep breath. You hold it and you slowly count out to 10 as you exhale your exhale um, as, as you exhale the air in your lungs. Now, look, you can't do the tapping technique in, in marriage counseling. OK, <laughs> the tapping technique is only is only for uh, when you're a tech, you're texting her or you're on the phone or she can't see. You, right. But the other two, you can. If you're a Protestant and you got a problem with the Hail Mary, which I don't see why you would, but it's more powerful, you could pray in our Father, okay? So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And just keep saying it over and over until you calm down. Or you can do the deep breaths and count to 10 and let your air out slowly until you calm down. This will serve you well, gentlemen. It will serve you well. Okay. You, the, the reason, another reason you be quiet is you don't want the counselor and your wife to gang up on you because you're going to get mad. And then that's going to take, that's going to take the, the that's going to take the, uh, the focus off of your wife and getting her to understand that you care and that you're listening and you're really trying to solve this. I've had this man, listen, I have, I've never had anybody go to marriage counseling and this not help them. Not one person. It will help you. And matter of fact, it'll help 
it'll help you accomplish your goal, which is what? To draw your wife back to you. All right. So that we are done for today. And uh, uh, on Tuesday, our next show, we will get into the rest of the stuff. We're almost done, but I don't want to try to cram stuff in because I know you guys, some of you guys got to go to work and stuff or you're on your lunch break. And so I don't want to, I really want to start making this show an hour strong, maybe an hour and five or 10 minutes at the most. But because I know you guys got to go. So other than that, man, I hope you had a, you enjoyed the show today, that you got some out of it, that you got some out of our callers um, and any anything else. Um, I'll see you next week. And we are going to go ahead real quick and conclude as we always do. We conclude with our, our, uh, uh, a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states society offers you comfort. But you weren't made for comfort, gentlemen. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!